This week's episode of Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast, will not be heard at this time, so we could bring you the following special. Hello everyone and welcome to this special edition of Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host Bill and yes, this is another special. This is our first special and Lord knows how long it has been. Um, Originally I was going to have a co-host with me but I had to pull out uh, for personal reasons which is totally understandable. Hope we can have them on in the near future. So, why am I doing a special this this week, this time around? Well, it's because I am going to talk about the documentary Six Days to Air, The Making of South Park. And I have to be honest with everybody. Originally, in my head... I was going to do this after the first episode of season 15, Human Centipad. However, I thought, you know what, it would be kind of unfair, would be kind of going out of the timeline to do the documentary the week after it aired, considering when this originally was released. So... Uh, went through every episode up to this point, which you guys have followed here on the podcast, and now going to talk about this documentary. And I'm going to be honest here, I had never seen this documentary until getting ready to do uh, this episode and this show. So, this is going to be a little bit different. It's not... It's not going to be as much of a review as it's going to be more of giving my thoughts about this documentary because, well, how often do you get a chance to do a documentary or watch a documentary on how an episode of South Park is made? And the answer is not that often. So... The documentary first aired on Comedy Central on October 9th, 2011. So this aired four days after 
Asperger's, which was the episode that just was recently reviewed. Um, and let's just dive into some of the things about this documentary that are kind of important, and then I'll talk about some of the fun stuff with this documentary. The key thing here with this documentary is the timeline that we're in for South Park. So when we begin, they are at the premiere of their musical, The Book of Mormon. And it is opening night for Book of Mormon. So they have this opening, and then they have two weeks before they have to start working on a new South Park episode. And what is mentioned is that this is, at this point in time, the longest break the show has ever had as far as from the last episode to the first ep or to the new episode. So I want to point that out. So Creme Frechet was aired on November 17th, 2010. They would go five months before working on the first episode of season 15, which is what they documented in the episode. And it's kind of a weird feeling, I think, for a lot of the people there at the studio because they've never done this kind of thing where you've gone this long. But Trey Parker and Matt Stone, they've had this success with the Book of Mormon and they've been in New York for well over two months at that point in time and they just want to get back and try to you know make South Park so you have different people there you have different writers animators different people one of the people that I found very interesting in this is Ann Garofino, who is the executive producer of South Park. And one of the scenes in it, which was such, in, such an interesting scene, was her calling standards and practices. And I kind of feel like she probably has to do that every single week uh, leading up to a South Park episode. She's got to call standards and practices every week and is probably like, this is what they're going to do. Uh, we can maybe trim this down. We can maybe trim that down. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that's kind of her job. And I, I kind of feel for her, but I think she gets a, gets a nice kick out of it that she gets to talk to them every week. Um... One of the people that is on the writing team, and I mentioned this in uh, You're Getting Old, is Bill Hader, who at this time is currently on Saturday Night Live. So he is going back and forth, basically, between doing SNL and working on South Park. So he's a very busy man at this point in time. And one of the things that I really liked, and he really pointed it out 
the kind of the one of the big differences between South Park and Saturday Night Live. And you got to think we're in 2011 when this uh, when this documentary is made and released, and you look at today. Bill Hader has this great line about how you know on SNL. If we want to make fun of someone, we got to be very careful because we might want them to be on as a guest, you know, as a host in the future, or we've already offended them or something. Whereas with South Park, they really don't care about, you know, offending anyone. And that's kind of true because with South Park, you're not going to really get too many people you know, that are going to end up going on the show and be like, oh, I was offended or whatever. So he makes a good point. So the episode that they work on is the season premiere, Human Sentipad. And the road to getting to this episode is interesting because they have to come up with seven different episodes to do for the first half of season 15. And, you know, one of the things that got mentioned was the NCAA and, you know, using crack babies as a metaphor for it. And just, you know, all this good ideas, you know, they had all this good stuff. And Human Sentipad is the one that they went with to start the season. And, you know, they talked to a couple people. And one of the things they talk about is how with shows like The Simpsons and Family Guy, to do an episode, it takes them 8 to 10 months to do. 8 to 10 months. Meanwhile, with South Park, you know, they have all this technology. They have, you know, these iMac computers, and it takes them... Oh, six days to make the episodes and Matt talks about how you know at first we'd have you know we'd get it done like two weeks before then it would be ten days before then it would be seven days before and he talks about how now with the way the technology is it's one of the reasons why they do these episodes in roughly six days so you could kind of see where the technology has come from and has kind of helped them along the way. Um, they do pull an all-nighter on the night before the episode is to premiere. And during that night, you see that Trey Parker gets McDonald's. He gets chicken nuggets, large fries, a soda, and a Big Mac. And they ask him, how does food help him? And he said... Well, not really. I mean, it keeps me happy for like five minutes and then um, then I'm just right back to work. So, And this is, you know what, I'll say this in a way. If there are any aspiring animators out there listening to this that kind of want to see what working... And on an animated television show is like this is a good documentary to watch because every place is different obviously i mean simpsons is different family guy is different bob's burgers is different Ar archer's different 
Um, and, and obviously South Park is different. So, you know, this is a good example of, hey, if you decide to end up working at South Park, this is what you're going to get yourself into, really. And, you know, some of the people there, they sleep at their desks, they sleep under the desks, and they really are pulling an all-nighter. And, you know, once Trey and Matt finally have it figured out, they do the rest, you know, they do the rest of the writing, they get everything set up, they have the animators, everybody working to get it set, to get it done, and they finally do, and they drive the episode, the tape, to a Comedy Central facility in Los Angeles, to where it's sent to New York, at this point, four hours before the episode airs, and that's what they do. It That is how, you know, they do a making of a South Park episode, basically, in six days. Um, I want to mention some of the, you know, interesting things that I caught with this episode, some of it relating to them making the episode, some of it not, or an episode and some of it not. One of which, which I actually kind of enjoyed watching, um, was when they talked about going to the Academy Awards and how they were like, okay, well, Trey wrote the song. He needs kind of an and one, so Matt will go as his date. And they decide to take acid. And one of the things, and this is Matt talking, one of the things about taking acid is that, you know, when you go either in or you go out, you know, it's like the vibe is a little different. And, of course, this is the Oscars where Trey has the Jennifer Lopez dress, the famous green dress, and... Matt, I want to say, is wearing the Gwyneth Paltrow dress from when she won the Oscar for Shakespeare in Love. I, I think that's the dress he wore. And they talk about how as the night went on, you know, they were getting off of the acid and, you know, they're sitting there, they're going through the show and they're like, oh my god, this sucks, you know. And... I mean, we talked about a long time ago the whole thing with them losing the Oscar to Phil Collins and making fun of Phil Collins all the way back in season four. And that that's one of those topics where it's like you kind of beat a dead horse. We all know how everyone felt about it. And I don't know if they still feel that way. Maybe they've moved on. I, I think a lot of people have moved on. But, you know... Still, I think it's kind of an honor that they got nominated for an Academy Award. And then the idea of, oh, we were going to dress up in duck outfits and it would be like, oh, they wouldn't be able to let us in. So um, so they had fun there. And they also talked about the spirit of Christmas and how at first they were going to work with Fox and... One of the people at Fox at the time told them that the shows are more focused on the families. 
And they're like, well, we would introduce the families of the kids in future episodes. And the lady was like, no, you got to have the families involved. And, well, that's where Comedy Central kind of came in. And look at the benefits that Comedy Central has gotten from getting South Park after that. I wonder sometimes if that lady from Fox kicks herself just realizing we had a hit show right there and and I made one mistake and it you know it was gone so kind of kind of wonder what she's up to um but really that's pretty much it I I I didn't want to dive too much into it it's a 40-minute uh, documentary that you guys can see on HBO Max. And honestly, I'm not sure how often it airs on Comedy Central. But I do want to mention the director of this documentary is Arthur Bradford. And Arthur Bradford was friends with the duo for nearly 17 years and they had worked together on a program called How's Your News. Uh, Mad Stone initially declined Bradford's suggestion of documenting the production process of South Park as they disliked having cameras in the studio, among other reasons. Okay, fair enough. But Bradford became involved when they later requested he film a documentary based on the Book of Mormon. That documentary ended up not working out, and combined with the 15th anniversary of South Park, things kind of aligned at that point. Bradford was a fan of the show prior and felt a license to ask harder questions behind the camera than he would with the duo personally. Now, Arthur Bradford, um, he has, he's actually a man of many talents. Besides being a director, a filmmaker, he has also written some books. Uh, he's written three books, Dog Walker, Benny's Brigade, and Turtle Face and Beyond. And, of course, the other film that he made besides Six Days to Air, which I just mentioned, was How's Your News? And that is a six-part episode uh, that aired on MTV. So... He's gotten a lot of work. Let's just say it like it is. He got a lot of work in. Um, I'm going to kind of do what I do with most episodes. Is I'm going to give this a rating. I, I think it's only fair to give this a rating. And I enjoyed this documentary. Um, I wasn't sure what I was getting myself into. When, you know, when, when watching this. And I enjoyed it, so I'm going to give this an eight out of ten. I think it's a, I definitely think it's a recommendation for anyone who is either a South Park fan or someone who is, you know, like I said, into animating and is considering a career in animation, maybe doing that in television. This is something that I would recommend you watch, and you don't have to be a South Park fan to appreciate the hard work that goes into 
making a South Park episode. So, this film received positive reviews. Ramsey Eisler of IGN wrote that the greatest success of this documentary is that it gives a personal look behind or a look inside the bizarre professional lives of two of the entertainment industry's most successful creatives. Neil Genslinger of the New York Times opined that there are almost as many laughs in the documentary as there are in an actual episode of South Park. You have to admire the intense work ethic driving the show's breakneck production cycle, said Harry Sawyers of Gizmodo. The story of this single episode's genesis will resonate with anyone who has worked on a team accustomed to long hours and a relentless pace. Phil Dias Nugent of the AV Club was positive in his assessment of the special noting, as they stress out and cocoon in their offices and forget what combs are, what combs are for, you realize how much they must love what they're doing because nobody would do this just for the money so long as they already had car, car fare back home. This documentary ended up getting an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Nonfiction Special. It did lose, unfortunately, uh, if you're a South Park fan. The documentary that won that award that year was George Harrison Living in the Material World. The other nominees in that category were Bobby Fischer Against the World, Gloria in Her Own Words, and Paul Simon's Graceland Journey Under African Skies. So this is, if you think about it, technically another nomination for South Park. Um, it's another nomination for South Park, even though it's more on them than it is them working the nomination. But, you know, it's another nomination. Let's just say it as it is. It is another nomination based on South Park, around South Park, on South Park. That's really the best way that you can say it. And that category, again, Outstanding Documentary or Non-Fiction Special. That is the category. And that is for the Prime Time Emmy Awards. Alright, let's go to IMDb and see what people thought of this documentary. Over 2,700 people have rated this episode. Or this documentary, pardon me. See, I'm so used to the, you know, the episodes that I kind of get caught up in it sometimes. Average rating is a 7.7 7 out of 10. Um, 918 people gave it an 8. That's the score I'm giving this documentary. 725 people gave it a 7. 333 people gave it a 10, and 22 people gave it a 1. To break it down into demographics, uh, both males and females, average rating is a 7.7. .7. Highest demographic for the males is 18 to 29 with a 7.9 rating. With females, the average or the highest rating, also 18 to 29, that's their highest demographic, with a rating of an 8. Oh, and I, I think an 8 is a good score to give this kind of a documentary. Um, it's just showing 
honestly what making a South Park episode is and they know that the cameras are there and they are just themselves. Let's just say it as it is. Alright, so there are some reviews of this on IMDb, so I will read them. Uh, gonna start with Michael underscore Elliot, who wrote, Fun documentary, with the title referring to how long it takes the South Park group to come up with their ideas, write the dialogue, do the animation, and get the finished product on the air. I think it goes without saying, but this is mainly going to appeal to South Park fans, although I'm someone who hasn't watched the shows in ages, yet is yet it still kept me entertained and reminded me what a funny show it actually is. I really enjoyed seeing all of the behind the scenes stuff that's gone over as it really lets you in to see how tough the job actually is. Some of the best stuff happens in the writer's room where they discuss how for every one great idea they have a hundred bad ones. We see how they come up with the ideas, work them out, and how they ultimately decide on whether or not to use them. From here, we see the vocal work that has to be done, and then of course there's the animation. The episode the guys are working on here is the one where Cartman keeps saying his mother is screwing him. Trey Parker and Matt Stone are both interviewed throughout the process, and we also get a brief history of how the show started and their trip to the Oscars. Uh, let's see, next review is from Horst underscore in underscore translation, who wrote, And that episode is the first of season 15. Well, his title is Making of a South Park episode, I should have said that. I have not yet seen that one, but at some point I certainly will. I think I have watched roughly 150 episodes of the show so far. The episode that these 40 minutes here are about is a spoof of The Human Centipede, a horror film I quite enjoyed, so one reason more to watch it besides being a great South Park fan in general. But this documentary is not only about this episode. It also features scenes from older episodes that were particularly memorable and edgy, and also some background stuff on Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the South Park creators, such as when they were at the Oscars or their very early short film works, before South Park started. There's some generic stuff here like comments how the crew is the best they could think of or some suedo dra uh, drama about one of the makers being unhappy with the episode every time shortly before it gets aired. But all in all, it's a good documentary by Arthur Bradford and nice to see it achieved an Emmy nomination. Certainly worth a watch for fans of the series. Recommended. Uh, next review is from Gavin6942, who wrote, This documentary is pretty much exactly what it says. A look inside the studio and how a small group of dedicated people are able to bring a cartoon to your home each week with only days to go from scratch to screen. My biggest disappointment is the length of this thing. Clearly, it was designed to fit within an hour of television, but I would think they could have put more for those who did not watch the original run. I saw it on Netflix, for example. There was not much discussion of the movies these guys made and how films like Cannibal the Musical fit into the story of Parker and Stone. That aside, I think it was a good peek at how these guys work and it is interesting to see Bill Hader in on the fun too. I knew some episodes were made last minute, but I was not aware that the show consistently worked that way. It is an amazing feat. Next review is from Steve Pulaski, who wrote, 
I think the main reason why Sal... Oh, Lord, this is a... Uh, okay, maybe I won't be reading Steve's review. It's pretty long. And I don't want to hold you guys up. So next review is going to be from 13 Fun Bags, who wrote, As a fan since the beginning, I thought I knew everything about South Park, but I learned a lot from this documentary. This is a must-see for all fans. Next review is from Rain Dog Jr., who wrote, Why I saw this just now is something I can't explain to myself. I was actually watching some YouTube and ended finding little bits of it dealing with the way Trey Parker does the voice of Cartman. This got my attention as I don't think I've seen him doing that before, aside from that funny bit from Basketball in which he turns into Cartman. Later, I found the clip of Trey doing some voice work together with Bill Hader. I didn't know Hader, yes, THE Bill Hader from Superbad, was working for South Park, but watching the actual thing with him and Trey just laughing hard made me think something like, wait a minute, why I haven't seen this documentary? I even own the damn thing on Blu-ray. What Six Days to Air offers is a look at how the first season 15 episode Human Sentipad got made. Also, we have stuff dealing with the story of the show. It is worth pointing out that hardcore fans of the show will find some great and unique material even from the bits with well-known stuff like the story behind the Spirit of Christmas or the going to the Academy Awards with dresses on and acid anecdote. The rest of it, well, it's clearly priceless material. Is seeing with your own eyes everything you have heard or read before. I mean, is seeing how Trey Parker and Matt Stone come up with pretty much everything, six days before the airing, certainly, and their ability to basically hear an idea and immediately start to think with Cartman or Kyle's mind to create the dialogue. Bill Hader has the dream job of being a writer who does basically nothing aside of laughing hysterically thanks to the whole making of a South Park show. And you'll laugh hard two uh let's do one more we're gonna read from daniel edward st jean who wrote this was a great insightful film that details the intense personages and working conditions regarding the creation of south park it was quite illuminating and i found all the interviews and sections as is as intriguing as the last recommended for those who enjoy south park and, you know, I, I'm going to say this one more time, but I think it's true. If you are someone who is into animation or, you know, want to have a career in animating, this is one that I really would recommend people to watch. Like I said, you don't need to be, you don't need to be a fan of South Park to watch this and respect what they do this is a lot of work and this is really you know what what they do in real life this is how they you know get ready to do an episode and it's a little crazy but it's how it is down in South Park alright uh, that's going to do it for this special. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, if you were afraid that there's going to be no episode, don't worry. It'll be back on the next episode, back to the regular format. 
Thank you guys for tuning in to this South Park special, the Shark's Pond special, I should say. And until next time, I'm Bill, and I'll talk to you all real soon.